Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. I'm so glad you guys have joined me. Today is Monday, April the 11th, and today I'm going to tackle your questions. It's Mailbox Monday. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So happy Monday to you guys. This is one of my favorite days of the week here at the show because it gives me the opportunity to answer your questions. For those of you who are watching this on video, you're going to notice I'm wearing my off-the-bench shirt. I will link back to how you can get that in the show notes today. It really is my heart and the heart of everyone here at the podcast to help you get off the bench and onto the battlefield to give you the resources and tools that you need to engage the culture for such a time as this. And it's never been more important than it is right now that we are engaged, that we're talking about what's going on in the culture, and that we're being honest about the issues that we're facing. And so that's what we're doing here at the show. That's what I'm doing for today's uh, podcast. And I'm just glad you guys have joined me here uh, to answer some of your questions. If you guys have questions, so now you know the drill. If you have a question that you would like addressed here at the show, it's very simple. Just go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. There's a form there. You can submit that question and we will answer it here. Also, I want to remind you that we are studying through the book of Acts right now at MomStrongInternational.com. This ministry was one that I founded several years ago with the idea of really helping moms engage the culture from a position of biblical strength. And so what we're doing is we write a new study there every single month. I've got a wonderful team of writers Right now, my son-in-law, Ryan Bates, who is the associate pastor at Radiant Church in Camas, Washington, is leading this month's study through the book of Acts. You guys will really enjoy it, and uh, we can't wait to see what the fruit is that comes from it, because uh, the church in Acts was going through a similar reformation uh, to what we're seeing happening right now among believers. And so it's a really exciting time to start that, and I hope you guys will check it out at momstronginternational.com. Also want to let you know that we appreciate it when you visit our sponsors. You guys have heard me say that I am hosting a biblical citizenship course, and that is playing every Sunday here at Firmly Planted Family starting at 3 o'clock. You guys can join me online. We had our second one yesterday, and we'll be doing that for the next six weeks, taking the um, the Sunday for Mother's Day off so that we can be with our families. All right, you guys, because it's Mailbox Monday, I'm going to jump right into your questions. Again, if you have a question that you would like answered, uh, the way to do that is to go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. Jamie in Iowa said, Heidi, I want to give a recommendation for a church in Iowa that preaches the gospel. High Point Church in Altoona is a gospel preaching church that stands for truth and isn't worried about being culturally or politically correct. I love that. So there you go, Jamie. If anybody's near Altoona, Iowa, you guys, she just gave you a great recommendation. By the way, a lot of the questions that come into me here at the show have to do with how to find a good church. We have talked ad nauseum here about the woke churches and the scourge that is on uh, on the church today and on modern-day Christianity and on the gospel. And so you want to look and see... Uh, Go to your church's website, check and see what they stand for. Are they functioning as a church that is standing on the authority of Scripture? Are they being swayed by culture? If they are, run for your life. Before I get any further, I want to say thank you to one of our new donors, Susan in California. Thank you guys so much for uh, donating to this podcast. It really does make a big difference, and we appreciate it very, very much. Also, if you have off-the-bench stories to send me, I would really like to hear them, and you can do that 
by just going to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. All right, Michelle in Virginia wants everyone to know that there's a show on Netflix called Big Mouth, and it grooms children for sexual abuse. I'm going to link back to it. I actually did check that out. She is absolutely right. ParentsTV.org has put out a press release on this. By the way, you guys, Netflix is garbage. So we canceled Netflix a long time ago uh, after they released a series of shows that were absolutely uh, making fun of the gospel, and uh, we had had enough. That's not to say... Uh, anything about the shows that they put out, which are horribly damaging to children. So again, uh, just like Disney, uh, I'm encouraging you guys find better uses for your money. Marnie in Minnesota, she said, Heidi, we're celebrating our one year anniversary of our resource center, Esther's Place. Ooh, I love that. But we need our own building. I've heard you mention it in the podcast, your desire to help resource centers find buildings. How can we get in on that wave? Marnie, keep listening to the show because as soon as we know exactly the direction that we're going to take it, we will let you know. We are working on grant applications and talking with funding, uh, people who can help us with funding right now. And I believe, and and I think we're going to see this to be true, I think that we are going to see a massive exodus out of the public school. I think it's going to continue. And so we want to keep you guys in the loop. So just keep listening to the show. All right. Here's a big question for the day. Uh, And this is going to bum some of you guys out, but I think it was worth addressing. And so Alyssa, I'm going to take on your comment right now about the Girl Scouts. She wrote, Dear Heidi, I've read that Girl Scouts donates a portion of cookie sales to Planned Parenthood, grooms girls to become social and political activists, and numerous other things that are concerning to me as a follower of Jesus. The parents I've spoken with say these things are only rumors. They say that their group leader is a Christian and the girls have good friends and learn how to garden and volunteer. What is the truth about the about the Girl Scouts? What should Christian families know that they may not know? We've enrolled our children in Trail Life USA and American Heritage Girls after reading that they would be a better option for Christian families. So first of all, Alyssa, I applaud you. You're absolutely right. Uh Trail Life USA, who we've had the founder of Trail Life on here and also the founder of um, American Heritage Girls. These are both much better options for you than the woke organization that is the Girl Scouts. I looked up an article that was written by my friend Abby Johnson. And as you well know, she used to work for Planned Parenthood before um, the Lord just got a hold of her heart and she realized the wickedness that was going on in those facilities. And she wrote this and I thought it was interesting. So I'm going to read part of it to you and I'll link back to the rest of the article in the show notes. Contrary to popular belief, the Girl Scouts have been deeply rooted in connections to Planned Parenthood and groups that promote, quote, reproductive rights which is simply code for abortion. I know that the Girl Scouts have denied this over and over, and even Snopes has tried to debunk it. However, Snopes also says that abortion clinics don't have quotas, which I can tell you from working at a clinic for eight years, they most certainly do. Back to the Girl Scouts. When I worked at Planned Parenthood, we had a tight relationship with the Girl Scouts. We had many girls come into our facility for service hours, hours that they needed to count toward their badges and advancements. While many moms who lead individual Girl Scout troops swear to me up and down that they have nothing to do with Planned Parenthood and they do only wholesome and healthy activities, the two organizations are inextricably tied together because of money. Does your troop wear an official uniform? Do you pay dues? Do you sell cookies? Do you have official books? The answer is yes to all of these and to the money from individual troops. It goes directly to local councils and Girl Scouts USA, which in turn promotes questionable abortion groups and unhealthy behavior. 
Girl Scouts USA is the largest member of the World Association of Girl Guides and Girl Scouts, which advocates directly for abortion and reproductive rights on behalf of its members, who are mostly minors. The website, girlscoutswhynot.com, chronicles in detail the ties between Girl Scouts USA and the Association of Girl Guides and Girl Scouts, with links to tax filings, screenshots, and other documentation. Additionally, Girl Scouts USA sends more than $1 million every year to the Association of Girl Guides and Girl Scouts every year as dues, which each individual Girl Scout pays through their local troops. The global organization also promotes global advocacy champions who will be advocating on behalf of the Girl Guides and Girl Scouts at the United Nations Commission on the Status of Women. Many of these women will be advocating for gender equality and reproductive rights worldwide. There are enough questionable and straight-out horrendous influences that our daughters are facing today. And as pro-life Christian parents, we need to ask ourselves the question of why we would want to put our daughters in a position to possibly be influenced by an organization that has clearly aligned ourself, aligned itself against our beliefs. There are other options out there for parents who want their kids to learn the same skills developed by the Girl Scouts, such as American Heritage Girls and Little Flowers Girls Club. So I'm going to link back to this, but I would just encourage you guys, I don't buy their cookies anymore for the same reason. It's a compromise as far as I'm concerned. And we got here because we compromise on our beliefs over and over and over again, and it just simply has to stop. So Alyssa, that was a great question. And I want to encourage you guys, do your homework on these organizations. Do your homework on the Girl Scouts, do your homework on uh, organizations that claim that they don't have. And Snopes is a liberal uh, junk, you know, debunking, you know, myth debunking site anyway. I mean, I don't believe half the stuff that's on Snopes because if it doesn't fit their narrative, they just don't put it up there. Or they report wrongly on it, which is exactly what was just pointed out in this article by Abby Johnson. So, Alyssa, thank you for pointing that out, you guys. I want to just continue to encourage you um, you know, put your money where your mouth is. Stop supporting people like Nickelodeon. And you guys remember me playing the uh, the gay pride parade, transgender, pansexual, little kids parade that was set to the music of the ants go marching one by one. That's Nickelodeon. And so these organizations, they're not trying to entertain your children. They're trying to influence them. And I would put the Girl Scouts in the same exact category. Courtney from Colorado. Heidi, thank you for all you do. I've been a follower for five years. I have two questions. Do you know resources that can be trusted for teaching our kids about Native Americans and the history of our country? Two, we homeschool, but I'm trying to stay current on public schools in order to encourage others. How can we find out what our school districts are teaching? Are they teaching CRT and comprehensive sex education? Where can we look to know if they are teaching this indoctrination? Well, if you live in the district, your money is going to that school. And you have every right to call up the school and say, I would like to see what you are using for your sex ed curriculum. Ask them. Just say, are you guys incorporating comprehensive sex education? Uh, The chances are very good, nearly 100%, that in one uh, level or another, they are doing exactly that. And so go to the school. And just ask them, if you're living in that district, then your tax dollars are going to those books. You have every right to see them, and they should absolutely give them to you. In terms of critical race theory, you always have to look for the buzzwords of, what? remember you guys, diversity, equity, and inclusion. 
So those are the three buzzwords of the woke left right now, and they are sliding all manner of disgusting indoctrination in under the guise of those names. Remember, you guys, the only people that are going to uncover the truth are parents who are concerned about what's happening to their children. The schools are not going to come out and tell you, oh, by the way, we just adopted comprehensive sex education and we're letting your children choose their own pronouns now. They're not going to come out and announce that. You are going to have to do the digging to figure it out for yourself. And that's how come we've gotten here. So I would just encourage you to do that. In terms of your first question, I really like Knotgrass. I've told you guys that before. Actually, Abeka has a pretty good history program. And uh, this is where I first learned about the Trail of Tears and what happened in America with regard to the Native uh, to the Native Amer- Indians who were living here. And I would check that out. If you guys have a good history curriculum that focuses on these things, I would like to hear about it. We are always partnering with other uh, curriculum companies and people who want to take out ad space here at the Heidi St. John podcast. So it's a really great working relationship. We'd love to hear from you. Elizabeth in Alaska feels conflicted about the state homeschooling program partner. She says, Dear Heidi, I have eight young children and am in the middle of homeschooling. Well, I'll say. Over the years, we have used one of the state's, quote, homeschool program partners for additional funds for extracurriculars. I realize they are at their core just public schools and receive funding from the government for each of my kiddos enrolled with them. Over the years, I've grown frustrated with the oversight, and my eyes are being opened as to how they operate. I've wanted to go cold turkey and do it alone, but my husband would like them to stay enrolled, at least those who are entering the high school years. He says that without the extra money, we couldn't have the kids in music lessons, karate, etc. And even though we are members of HSLDA, he is concerned about complications of graduation without, quote, an official high school diploma from a public school. He is the family breadwinner, and we do have a lot of kids. I don't want to argue with him over this issue, but my conscience is conflicted. What are your thoughts? Thank you for your ministry. You have been a tremendous encouragement. Thank you, Elizabeth. So first of all, uh, you're asking me what I think about you taking money from the public school system, and you know what I'm going to say. With shekels come shackles, and that's exactly what's happening. The uh, parent partnering program's almost single-handedly ruined independent homeschooling in the eastern part of Washington State. I have been speaking out on this for years and years and years. Uh, These organizations are taking your money, and not only that, but they're adding to their numbers of kids whose parents say, well, I can't homeschool without the assistance from the state. And that is my biggest concern. So if you put the money aside, what we do when we enroll our children into these public school programs is it gives fodder to the argument that you can't homeschool independently, that you need the help of the school. Uh, I want to address your, your uh, statement about an official high school diploma. Decent colleges right now are looking very, very hard at homeschooled kids. This idea that somehow you have to have an accredited diploma from a public school is garbage. It's garbage. You don't need that. None of our kids had that, and they're doing just fine. There are hundreds of thousands of kids right now that are graduating from homeschools all across the world, and they don't have accredited diplomas. They don't need them. The SAT is the great equalizer. A lot of these kids are going to go right into the workforce, which is why I'm such a huge fan of bringing back the trades. But it simply is a lie and a myth that your kids need an official high school diploma in order to be successful after high school. They absolutely don't. I'm always telling parents, where there is money, there is a, there is a, an attachment to the government that is not healthy, and I think independent homeschoolers should not take government money in any form. 
And that includes uh, becoming part of those parent partner programs for the reasons I just stated to you. So to me, if you can uh, homeschool independently, there are lots of organizations. I know even up in Alaska, because I've spoken there, there are wonderful homeschool organizations that can help you do it completely independently. Beth in North Carolina, Heidi, my teens have been trained by me their whole lives to question systems that do not work. Now they are fighting the requirements by the state for homeschooling. What on earth are homeschooling parents to do when we have created this? I'm proud of them, but not sure where to go from here with their edu- with their education. Please help. Well, Beth, I would really like it if you would write in and give me a little bit more information about this question. It's a little bit confusing to me when you say that they're fighting the requirements by the state for homeschooling. These are just graduation requirements. So just like the state sets graduation requirements for regular schools, they set them for a homeschool too. And it's uh, it's really up to you to meet them. So when we get ready to have our kids graduate from our from our homeschool, I'm checking their transcripts, right? We create a record of what our kids take throughout the year. And I think oftentimes parents miss opportunities because you can count a whole lot of things as education, which is what we used to do when I was in a private uh, a private high school. We counted all kinds of things for home economic credits. We counted them for history credits. Uh, if my if my parents, for example, took me to Williamsburg, then that was a history credit, depending on whether or not I wrote a paper and what it was that I did when I was there. And so, there are lots of ways to meet the state requirements for homeschooling. But you need to teach your children that it's a good thing to honor what those requirements are. My big beefs are with taking public money for homeschooling, which you guys just heard me address in the question before this, and parents who look at the school system and say, well, that's the way they're doing it and it can only be done one way. Those requirements for graduation can be met a lot of different ways. Teach your children the importance of staying within those boundaries. They're there for their protection. All right, anonymous in Arizona. About two years ago, I began drinking wine excessively. It began during a low point for me. I would now label myself as an alcoholic. I don't even know where to go from help. When I don't drink, the anxiety at night is overwhelming. Every day I think, all right, this is the day for change, and I can't seem to be able to do it. So first of all, you're not alone. The rise in alcoholism, particularly during COVID-19, has been absolutely unprecedented for the last 50 years. I have not heard of more stories of people struggling with alcohol. I would encourage you to get help and be honest. You can't get help if you're not honest about it. And uh, and being willing to talk to a pastor, being willing to talk to a friend, um, searching the internet for help for um, alcoholism on the internet, particularly there's a wonderful organization that was just recommended by another mom who had a similar question. I think it was called Sober Sis. You might want to look at that. It's just like with anything else, anytime that we're dependent on any kind of a substance, I don't care what it is. Sometimes we're dependent on, uh, you see people who get addicted to all kinds of things. You can get addicted to pornography. You can get addicted to uh, the endorphin rush that comes from taking, uh, being reckless. There are ways that we cope that are unhealthy. Obviously, alcoholism is one of them. I applaud you for reaching out to me, and I would just encourage you, uh, look in your local area. There are lots of groups, including churches, that are doing their very, very best to make sure that their members and the people in their community do not become addicted to or stay addicted to alcohol. That's all the time that I've got for questions today. If you would like your question addressed here at the podcast, you can reach out to me, heidystjohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. Have a great day, everybody. And I will see you back here tomorrow with a guest at the intersection of faith and culture. 